this episode of the Let's Boogie podcast. It is Colorado week. The fever and hype around this game has taken Lincoln and parts of Colorado by storm. Uh, we also have a special guest this week. It's not, you know, it's our, we have a third host again, and it's not Chris. Surprise, surprise. But uh, we're going to introduce him, and we're going to have our first segment of Here Comes the Money. And uh, a lot of football talk this episode, and we're drinking, so this could get interesting. But hey, enough of my yakking. What do you say? Let's boogie. Let's boogie! Let's boogie. If you have crack, let's boogie. <laughs> no one is going into your asshole. I, I, well, I wouldn't let him without the crack. So first off, I want to introduce our third host this week. It is my good friend and our new gambling guy. He's going to be here every week for our segment, Here Comes the Money, and that is Matt Scholl. That's me. I'm Matt Scholl. I'm going to win all of you a lot of money this year. Please take my picks and listen to this episode. It's going to be a great episode. Uh, yeah, it is fitting that we have a Creighton prep grad on this week. Uh, if I we weren't, if I wasn't making the trip to Boulder, I'd probably be in Omaha because Central plays prep Friday night. So it is fitting. I guess it's rivalry week, kinda. Prep Central, and then of course the main event out in Boulder is Nebraska Colorado. Um, I it's saw prep tw- Central this week. It is prep Central week. Well, I hope. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Get off this podcast. <laughs> Who invited you? me i i take i accept full fully okay. that i invited well, him yeah as as as, <laughs> as long as you can take responsibility for him yeah it's sure, okay he only he only saying. says roll jays when it comes to his high school so we like him um, oh that's good yeah but good. um so nebraska colorado a <laughs> lot of lot of hype a lot of talk saw a tweet today that said that tickets to this game are the third most expensive thing in the denver metro area this year the only two things that are more expensive are a Billy Joel concert at Coors Field and an Elton John concert at the Pepsi Center. The Rolling Stones tickets were were, were pretty steep as well. Now, I saw that, but it's kind of crazy. Uh, people have tried to say, well, by people, I mean Colorado writers, have been trying to say that Nebraska's players have been talking trash all week, which I think is the softest thing I've ever heard. They haven't really said... Much of anything, aside no, from anything. aside from that they're mad that they lost last year and that they're excited for the game and they want to win, which, if that's trash talk, I don't know. <laughs> my, <laughs> but, um, my whole thing with the Colorado-Nebraska game is like, uh, yeah, they're Colorado. We have history, but they're fucking Colorado. They're not what they used to be, and they treat it like it's a goddamn Super Bowl. I mean, this is Colorado Super Bowl. Like, Colorado, Colorado could end the season 2-10. and 10. But if their two wins well, as long were, as one of those if their two wins on, yeah. were CSU and Nebraska, their fan base will not shut up about it for yeah. a calendar year. Kind of reminds me of another school with the abbreviation CU that treats a game against Nebraska like it's their Super Bowl. But we'll save that for the winter. But uh, you know, birds of a feather they flock together. But I'm going to be making the trip out. Shald is 
close to making the trip out with me. We're hopefully going to get that settled within the next day or two. Uh, there's going to be a lot of red. I've seen estimates of thirty to 35,000 Nebraska fans being in Boulder. Doesn't I've seen, I've seen, I've seen people say that the stadium could be 50, 50 Nebraska fans, Colorado fans. It could be more. Uh, Nebraska is a four point favorite. We'll talk about that later. And here comes the money, but Lock of the year. We'll just spoil it right now. But uh, we're I'm excited. I, personally, for me, like as someone who had Nebraska football season tickets during the Callahan era and grew up in this really weird decade for Nebraska football, when it comes to like Nebraska rivals, it's Texas and Colorado for me. That's what I grew up with is hating Texas and hating Colorado. And Colorado was usually usually the heel of the Big 12. I mean, the thing that comes to mind for me is the 9 game, the 57-yard field goal, followed by the pick six where Ndamukong Sue curb-stomped Cody Hawkins. That might be one of my favorite Nebraska football moments, especially considering little little 12-year-old me was in the stands that day. Would you agree on that? I would agree. I was also in the stands that day. It was very fun watching Sue manhandle their quarterback when he tried to tackle him, which is comical. Um, and yeah, Alex Henry was a stud. We uh, were yeah before he shit the bed. Yeah, that was the NFL, but you know <laughs> he had a, he had a great career in Nebraska, and that's all that matters to us. Um, and I just remember that game. There was like a ten minute wait before the kick, and me and my dad and brothers were talking about what we were gonna do. Maybe we we're gonna have. Adi Kunalik, who was the kickoff specialist, come kick a field goal because he's got the big leg. But they they stuck with Alex Henry, and he buried it, which he did. Every and a legend was born. The legend was born. Absolutely. No, I think that. I mean, I've heard a lot of people like say that, like when you think about Nebraska, Colorado. I mean, it just depends on how old you are. You think of specific players. You think of specific moments. I mean, most of the jazz and the hate. It's from the 90s when, you know, Colorado claims their one national title and Bill McCartney had all the the hate talk and how Nebraska was it for Colorado and the N stands for knowledge and rather be dead than red and all that. And N stands for knowledge. That's that's good. No, there's a there's a there's a 30 for 30. I don't know how Colorado football has a 30 for 30 and Nebraska football does not. But there's a Colorado 30 for 30 about Bill McCartney where him and some some i mean colorado had a, a fair amount of nfl players in the 90s i'll say that one of them is the chiefs offensive coordinator so he's okay still don't like him but he's okay and they all gather around with bill mccartney and they talk about how playing nebraska and how they think nebraska's fans are are the worst and how the and the n stands for knowledge and all you know just nah, 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 nah. i mean there's it I think it's, you know, there was probably it probably meant more to the players back then. It means a lot to the fans now. I've seen a lot of a lot of angst, a lot of animosity between the two fan bases. Uh we'll see how it goes. I know Colorado's AD put out a statement yesterday where he said he wants Colorado fans to be civil, show Nebraska fans civility when they come into Boulder. And uh, he said that Ralphie is going to run a little faster on Saturday. Now, Ralphie's getting old, so I don't know. I, di- I also didn't know that Ralphie Ralphie is a female. Ralphie is a female buffalo, and they kind of go through buffaloes pretty quick. They're, this is like the seventh or eighth Ralphie. 
For some re- for some reason, I thought buffaloes like live forever. They don't. The average like lifespan of of, Ra- of Ralphie is like twelve years. Are 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 Ralphies humping dumps? Uh, maybe. I mean, I don't know. All I know was the last time Scott Frost came to Boulder in '97. Uh, three uh less than a week later, Ralphie died. So the last Yikes. time Scott Frost was in Boulder, he killed Ralphie. So. This Ralphie is getting kind of old. This Ralphie was born. This Ralphie's 13 years old. She's probably nearing the end. So there's a chance that Scott Frost could kill Ralphie again. Yeah, but since I, I live in Colorado, I've been talking to a lot of fans about what they think is going to happen in the game. And their, their, their biggest thing that they think is going to be that Nebraska is not going to be able to stop their offense because they have like a fifth-year senior at quarterback, and then they have that wide receiver that's like, incredibly talented Lavishka Chenault he's yeah. got quite the name but he's also quite the talent I think he had 177 receiving yards and two touchdowns last year yeah. in the game in he, Lincoln he went off and and, and and a lot of people are saying that um, uh, they don't think they're going to be able to outscore Colorado uh, I don't know about that I mean, that's pretty bold considering Colorado gave up 400 yards of offense to Colorado State last week and Colorado State stinks yeah but i think the only reason they're saying that is because they looked at the game last week of nebraska because you know they're so hyped for this game they'll watch their their rivals games i Um, mean a lot of nebraska fans watch colorado colorado state too so yeah i understand i I understand that point i did because i'm uh, a poor but yeah you are um but uh, i did because i had colorado and they covered (laughs) well you're also supposed to watch all the games because you're you're the gambling guy so we need you to watch everything. I try to watch as many as I can. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, but uh, yeah. I mean, Nebraska started off kind of kind of weak, but I I think they they found their feet. I think there the was the a lot of overreactions to that game, and I think yeah. it just if you look they at rusty. it, if you look at it, it just screams that it's going to be the outlier or the anomaly game for the year, in my opinion. I mean, yeah, I'm. You know, I'm all in on the Kool-Aid. Yeah, whatever. But I think I just think I just think there's no way that a Scott Frost coach team is going to go on the road to Boulder and not be prepared. I really just don't. Well, we're also kind of treating this like not like any other game, but we're not treating it like the Super Bowl. Like it's a regular season game that we have to win. No, I I agree with that. But I mean, there's definitely there are guys who def, I mean, the coaches. Some of the coaches have told have said that they've they've told the guys that they need to embrace the rivalry. Uh, I know our offensive coordinator was an assistant at Colorado back in the day, and he said, he, you know, he talked today about how, you know, if you're a coach of Colorado, you're not, you can't, you couldn't wear red, like red was banned or whatever, and how he thought it was a great rivalry from the Colorado side. Now he gets to see it from the Nebraska side, and he said he told his guys to embrace it. So, I mean, I'm, inter- I mean, it's gonna be electric, no matter what. I'm excited to see what Boulder is like there's gonna be a lot of red man it's gonna be so much I'm, it's uh, honestly anything i'm hoping for i'm hoping it's a good game i'm hoping it's uh high 20s low 30s close game the whole way through nebraska comes out on top i want to see a good game that's that's all i can ask for i i think you will see a good game especially if you're looking for scoring in the 30s because their offense is very good but mm-hmm. people thinking that our offense is gonna score with them Love to forget that it's the Adrian Martinez revenge game. Uh, yeah, last in year. Fourth quarter, 
uh, last year, one of their linemen just decided to twist his leg, tried to tear his ACL at the bottom of a pile, and uh, we caught it on camera, and we don't forget, uh, and neither does Scott. People also love to forget that Colorado beat him in his first game coaching at Memorial Stadium. So not only is it the Adrian Martinez revenge game, it's the Scott Frost revenge game, and I would hate to be on the Colorado side for that one. I just couldn't imagine being a Colorado fan just thinking that, like Boulder's not going to be red this weekend. I just could not imagine like it. Like so far up I mean, your own ass. That I mean, you can't even just yeah. so. I mean, you know, we we've both been here. We've been at school and like in for four years. I don't think I've heard this much buzz over a road trip since we've been here. I like anybody who's anybody is going to be making the trip out. It seems like. I mean, there's just gonna. It's gonna be fantastic. Like I just, I think it's gonna be great. I'm really excited. I think regardless of result, regardless if I find a ticket, I think it's going to be fun, and I'm really looking forward to it. I mean, it's a good, it's a great weekend football-wise. Wow, that's a beer burp. Hey, hi, how you doing? <laughs> but um, come here often. I do. Uh, cool. But, so do I. But it's uh, well, hey there, beer burp. Nice to see you. But um, no, it's a great football weekend. Regardless, there's some big games. Texas A&M, Clemson, is LSU, up. Texas. The NFL is back. I think you're gonna like one of our NFL picks we made. I think you're gonna like it, buddy. But did you uh, pick the Lions? We did. They're only Aww. we picked the Lions. They're um, don't suck my dick too much. <laughs> they're a lock. They are lock, lock. it in. They're, they're a lock. They're a lock every year, whether it's being bad or good. Don't let everyone know, but. But they are a lock. Okay, but, um, but um, yeah, so the NFL is back. College football week two. I mean, there's a lot of good games these next couple weeks. But like I said last week, you know, talk to me. Talk to me week five, September 28th. My mood will be completely different depending on Nebraska's record and if Lee Corso's forgetful old ass is coming to my city. That'll be <laughs> – that'll be – uh. That'll be a lot of, I mean, I don't even know. I don't even want to think about that week. I mean, it, you know, but this weekend's big. It's big. I don't, we, we were in the bookstore yesterday. They're selling shirts. They're selling Nebraska, Colorado rivalry renewed shirts. The whole, I mean, it's, 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 everyone's excited. It's going to be really fun. <laughs> so to switch up, uh, Matt, nobody knows who you are. They, they, they know who, me matt is but they don't know you so real quick just like why do you think people should trust your picks as compared to barstool or something like that i can hear you singing <laughs> well matt i appreciate that question. i got a game day theme song in my head i'm sorry okay they're coming um, to my city <laughs> but why do you think people should trust you and why why do you want to start something like this um, that's a really, really good question. Um, <laughs> I think people, people trust should you? trust me because I've been doing this a long time. Uh, <laughs> okay. you know, he's an old wily vet he's ever gr- since grizzled veteran. I, um, may or may not have used my mom's sosh to get on Bavada online. Uh, offshore gambling we've all website. been there whether it be for gambling or porn or drugs or identity whatever. theft exactly. for gambling yeah, statue <laughs> of limitations so yeah i've been doing this a long time i've bet a lot of games from a lot of different sports and i i just know how it goes 
Um, I know what I like when I look at the board. Um, usually that's Nebraska, but there's also plenty other teams I bet on, especially mm-hmm. this week. You like when I tell you to bet on Liverpool. That's something I know you like. Yeah, <laughs> I do enjoy that. I, do, I don't know much about Liverpool, but I do like betting them. <laughs> but, yeah, the guys at Barstool, they, they bet it probably just as often as me and have been doing it longer. Some, most of them are older than me. You're so, just a man of the people is what you're trying to say. That's exactly what I'm trying to say. I'm glad you understood that. Yeah, I just – I do my best to give the people what they want. And and is there a reason that you wanted to start um, doing your own segment or – because I know Bigelow was telling uh, – or talking to me about how you wanted to get involved with sports broadcasting or something related to sports. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm a sports media and communications major at UNL. My senior. Um, and I just love to get involved in talking about sports any way possible. And when I talk about sports, I prefer to talk about the spread. And and if you're going to talk, you might as well let other people listen. So Exactly. That's why I came to Let's Boogie. <laughs> Recruit? <laughs> he's, he's my first get. He's my first get. Well, no, nah, he's not. He's my third get. I've had a successful little run here. I, you know... Hedy Happershaw, that's not a bad a bad first we'll have couple to see, weeks. We'll have to see if, if he even wants to come on anymore. We'll have to see if you and Richard Stockton blend well because he's also a betting man. So, But he also graduated from Iowa last spring. That's true. So he does have that against him. He's got a knock. Well, I'm, I'm going to ignore the fact that he went to Iowa because his name's Dick Stockton. And I'm a big fan. <laughs> I think we'd get along very well. Yeah. Hell of a guy. I don't even know if he's if he listens to this anymore. <laughs> so. Well, Dick, if you're listening, my picks are better than yours. Damn. There it is. There is the first declaration. Speaking of uh, Barstool, here's a shot of uh, Barstool, Pink Whitney, New Amsterdam Vodka. Let's get my live reaction. Pink Whitney? Fuck, that's good. Um... Yeah, it's pink lemonade <laughs> flavored said, New Amsterdam. You said, you said fuck that's good. And then I saw your face and it, it looked it like hit, you just tasted it. Hit it hit hard. Let's it, also get my live reaction. Now it went hard. It, like, it hit kinda hard afterwards. Yeah, that's pretty good. I, I'm I'm not gonna be one to jump on the bay Somebody like, needs oh, this is amazing. But Somebody I mean, needs to sponsor us because we're doing this shit for free. Um, <laughs> we'll give we'll give your your crappy uh, home brewed beer a try. And, yeah, and and tell the people how yeah. it is. If you want free pub, like I don't know, if you you brew beer in your basement or whatever, you think you're the next the next. If you're craft a basement brewer, brewer. I had I had a neighbor who used to brew his own beer in his basement. It was not very good, but there are people like that out there. But hey, some of them are good. But um, yeah, how do you think craft beer gets started? Some white guy mm-hmm. in a basement. But um, like we said before, we'll uh, we'll take sponsors. You don't have to pay us. We'll read it. We'll read. We'll read something for free. We'll drink your crappy basement beer. Whatever you want to do, we'll do it. With that being said, head on over to Lazari's Pizza on O Street <laughs> and get yourself a Randy Ross. 
This man does make the best pizza in Lincoln. Uh, that is how. Oh, he you inter- make pizza. That is how he introduced himself to our theory of persuasion class. Was that he works at Lazari's and makes the best pizza in Lincoln, and he just speaks straight facts. So none of those things were a lie. <laughs> <laughs> I love making pe- I love making people pizza, and I love making people money. Like we said, he's a man of the people. He's a man of the people. He loves the people, whether it be the Randy Ross or some spicy chicken pizza down at Lazari's or making people money with some winners. But But, speaking uh, of man of the people, let's introduce the freaking segment already. People have been waiting for it. So, so yeah, this is is. our first segment. Uh, Here here comes comes the money. money. Here we go. Money talks. Here comes the money. Money, money, money. Week two of college football, week one of the NFL. Football is back, and we're going to hopefully give you some picks. Uh, Shald's got an okay record right now, I'd say, right? It's all right. Um, it's kind of an unprecedented start to the season, actually. It's uh, 11-3-1, and so I would proceed with caution when taking my picks, even though they're looking very nice. Yeah, we uh, we agree on some of them this week. We there is one that we're gonna we're gonna argue about. Well, not gonna argue about, but we're on two opposite sides of it. Uh, we're gonna just start off by the obvious: Nebraska minus four. Uh, I think we're both on it. Correct? Absolutely. Uh, yeah, opened it. I don't know where pe- I saw people say it opened at seven and a half. I don't, I didn't. I never saw it at seven. I've only seen it at four, and it's been down to three and a half. But I locked it in at Nebraska minus four. And Schultz's second pick is. We are going to go with the Texas A&M and Clemson over. I believe it is 64. 64. Um, yeah, that's a pretty high total for uh, Clemson's defense. So they're pretty much daring me to take it, and I'm going to take it. Clemson has a great offense, and Texas A&M has a great quarterback. They're going to score a lot of points. I agree with you there. I'm also on that over, and I'm also going to take A&M plus 17 and a half. Gig'em Ags. I think they gave that game was a lot was much closer than the spread last year in College Station. And I think after a year under Jimbo, Jimbo knows how to plan for Clemson. He did it at FSU, and I think that A&M's offense won't be too uh, too flustered going into Death Valley. I think that game will be closer than the spread. Um, my second, my third pick is going to be, I have the spread written down wrong, but I'm going to ride with the lane train. The lane train and the Florida Atlantic Owls, they are plus 10 and a half. They host UCF, the Golden Knights. Um, that game is in Boca Raton, which is kind of why the spread, I think it, would probably be a lot higher if it was in Orlando, but I'm going to ride with the land train. He needs a statement win and UCF. Uh, I will fade Brandon Winbush any chance I can. So Florida Atlantic plus 10 and a half. Yeah. See, this is where we disagree. Uh, recently on Twitter, there was a, a viral video of a larger woman. will say just absolutely bullying this big dude in a, in a fast food restaurant, pushing him around. And Lane Kiffin, the real Lane Kiffin, uh, quote tweeted it and told her to come play at the FAU. And I did my research before this podcast. She still remains uncommitted. So I'm going to roll with UCF 
minus 10.5. I think Brandon Wimbush, the Notre Dame transfer, is going to get it done on the road for me and cover the 10.5 points. So that is the one where we are going against each other. My next pick is uh, out in the whack. I mean, Pac-12. Um, we got Stanford going on the road to the Coliseum to take on uh, a dead man walking, Clay Helton, and the USC Trojans. Stanford is plus one when USC's starting quarterback tore his ACL last week and is out for the season. They have a true freshman starting this week. Stanford's nothing special. Their offense kind of stunk it up against Northwestern last week, but I think the fact that they are the ranked team in this matchup and they are the underdog is borderline criminal. So give me the Cardinal plus one at the Coliseum. All right, so my next pick is... A pick that you always have to take when you hear these two words, and that's revenge game. We already have one revenge game picked, which we kind of skipped over, is Nebraska minus four. It's the Adrian Martinez-Scott Frost revenge game, in which they're going to win by 30 to 50 points. But my other revenge game of the week is going to be Nevada plus 24 at Oregon. You see, one of my three losses this college football season was because the Oregon Ducks were covering for 59 minutes and 10 seconds of a 60-minute football game and ended up losing and not covering to Auburn. And you know what? I didn't even realize that until the next day. I just chalked it up as a win that night. Thought Oregon had the cover locked up. They blew it. Now next week they get a hot wolf pack coming into Eugene, coming off a big upset win against Purdue. And they are covering that 24-point spread easy. I might even think about taking the money line, but I'm probably going to lay off. The fighting Jay Norvells. Always got to show some show some love to the fighting Jay Norvells. So I'm going to stay on the West Coast, and this is going to be another opportunity for a new tag. My new tag is Fade the Boat. We are fading the boat. We are not rowing the boat. Uh, P.J. Fleck and his Golden Gophers, who hardly escaped FCS competition, they had South Dakota State at home last week and barely you know, got out of there alive. They go to Fresno State, road game at a group of five, and Fresno is plus three and a half. I love the dogs. Give me the dogs. Plus three and a half. Uh, the boat is going to take on water again, and we're fading it. So... Fresno State, give me up. Yeah, that's not one of my picks this week, but you can almost guarantee I will have money on that. I absolutely love it. Um, and that leads me to my next pick, which is the best game of the weekend. We've got a top 10 matchup in Texas with LSU, Ed Orgeron, coming to visit, favored by 6.5 on the road. Uh, I didn't even need to look at the spread. Just give me LSU. Texas is not back. Coach O is on a mission to go to the college football playoff. And, yeah, go go Tigers. Hold that Tiger. Um, and now I'm done with college picks. We're going to transition to my NFL picks. I'm going to – I'll just give them both to you. We've got uh, the Browns minus five. They're against the Titans. Uh, the Titans are a dumpster fire. Uh, I hate to say it, but Marcus Mariota is washed. And the Titans are bad. So I'm going to take the Browns minus five. And we both agreed on this one. It's two and a half in some places. It's three in others. Uh, Matt's gonna Matt Larson's gonna like this. We're going to take his Lions minus two and a half or th- three wherever you can get it against the Arizona Cardinals. And then that leaves Schultz with two picks. Uh, actually, it's three picks because I do have one more college uh, football game. And we're gonna go back to 
what won me my first game of the 2019 college football season. It was the Miami Hurricanes plus seven and a half against the Florida Gators. Um, I, I picked Miami because I knew the turnover chain was going to be out all night, and that did not disappoint. I think it was out three or four times, maybe even five. Thanks to Felipe Franks. Franks. And we've got Miami minus four on the road at North Carolina. North Carolina coming off a huge upset win. They're going to have a hangover in this one. Mac Brown, very subpar football coach. North Carolina, very below average football team. Turnover chain we might see about eight times in this one. Miami minus four. Give me that easy money. And that leads me to my NFL picks, um, and I'm going to start with a pick Bigelow also took, and that's the Lions, minus two and a half. I absolutely love it. They have a lot of offensive weapons, on Johnson, Matthew Stafford, Marvin Jones Jr., Kenny Galladay, you name it. The Cardinals, Cliff Kingsbury, terrible coach. Can't believe he's an NFL football coach. We're going to fade him all season long, so get ready for it. Lions on the road. That's easy money. And my second pick and second and last NFL pick is just going to be Bears minus three. You know, the Packers traveled to Soldier Field for the first NFL football game of the season. Um, Aaron Rodgers, everyone is expecting him to have a big season with his new head coach. I don't like the new head coach. I don't think he's a very good coach. It's his first head coaching job. Bears defense is nasty. Hopefully Mitch Trubisky can get the ball to someone other than Mitch Trubisky. But I'm just going to roll with that Bears defense in that atmosphere. Give me the Bears minus three. So that concludes episode, well, not episode, well, well, episode one, segment one of whatever you may call it, of our new gambling segment. Here comes the money. Uh, Shaw will be here every week, and uh, we'll see we're going to you know, obviously keep track. Uh, let us know who you think is going to have the better uh, week one, me or Schultz. So, yeah, just let us know. Me. But, yeah, probably Schultz. But we'll see how it goes. Enjoy the weekend. Football is back. GBR, let's go. That is, uh, yeah, those are our picks. We hope uh, we hope that none of us go. I mean, I really hope neither of us go over. That's all I'm hoping for. All right, we're going to do another live reaction. This is our drinking episode. Uh, I'm going to channel my inner Caucasian female. Fuck, I spilled beer on my bed. (laughs) (laughs) And I, if I can get get my fat fingers under this thing, I'm going to try a raspberry white claw. Let's see how this goes. Wait, hold on. What's the saying? Ain't no laws when you're drinking claws, brother. (laughs) The worst internet saying of the decade. But uh, here we go. Top ten. Raspberry White Claw. Live reaction. Get it. Wow, he's down in the whole thing. Holy shit. It's not good. (laughs) That's bad. Yeah, it's water, isn't it? a seltzer guy. That's very bad. Oh, my goodness. Good thing we got someone who is a seltzer guy. Yep, Shaul's a White Claw guy, so there we go. It's going to make... Oh, yeah. That's (laughs) definitely a raspberry White Claw. Oh, fuck. (laughs) Yeah, I'll stick to my pumpkin-flavored Blue Moon brought to you by Starbucks. So we're going to go into our segments now, and uh, Shaul is a rookie to the show, but he He's is, participating, per- he is participating for our segments. Matt, tell us what you watched recently and what people should watch. Oh, God! No one gives a shit. Well, uh, there's a movie coming out next week called The Goldfinch, 
which is in uh, apparently early rumors to be uh, best adapted screenplay of the year. It's based on a book. Um, it's got uh, Ansel Elgort, um, who is is mostly known for his uh, appearance on a Logic song, um, but among other things as well. Um, but I also recently watched a movie on YouTube <coughs> called uh, Raw Force. And I'll just read you the... Uh, go ahead and check this out. Um, a group of martial arts students are en route to an island that supposedly is home to the ghosts of martial artists who have lost their honor. A Hitler lookalike and his gang are running a female slavery operation on the island as well. Soon the two groups meet and all sorts of crazy things happen, which include one cannibal monks, two piranhas, three zombies, and four more. So <laughs> <laughs> that's that's a hell of a watch. Um, but then otherwise... Piranhas. Stay for the zombies. What? Exactly. <laughs> and there's boobs, too. Um, so... But then otherwise, the best movie I saw this week by far was a movie called Bubba Hotep. And if you've never heard of Bubba Hotep, it is um, – so Bruce Campbell of Evil Dead fame, B-movie legend, uh, plays Elvis in a retirement home. And a new resident comes in. It is a black man who claims to be JFK, and the government dyed him black after um <laughs> after he was supposedly assassinated and brought back to life and he has constant uh worries that there's an assassin in the hallways uh and it's Lyndon B Johnson himself coming to finish the job <laughs> <laughs> so on top of all of this uh there's a great dialogue about uh Elvis's um uh dick sore that he's got on the top of his dick that just won't go away and uh his, God, I his hate those. <laughs> yeah and uh on, on on top of that um there is an egyptian mummy ghost thing um that was lost in a river nearby and is now consuming the souls of the people in the retirement retirement home who have not passed away yet so it's basically elvis and black jfk versus a mummy and if that doesn't hook you right away I'm not really sure what will. It's it's better than a, than any Scorsese movie I've ever seen. It's better than I mean, it's more influential than uh, The Godfather. It's incredible. Where can Whoa. people find this cinematic masterpiece? Amazon Prime or probably on YouTube, but uh, it's incredible. <laughs> it really is. So we're gonna transition into our millennial moods of the week. Oh. I botched that one. Oh, that's a botched job. That's bleeding. I need some trash to plug up the cut. And Shaw's going to lead us off. He's got a you hate to see it, and it is also gambling related. Oh, you just hate to see it. So Northwestern, they're playing Stanford on the road. Uh, Spread six and a half, which means Stanford needs to win by seven points to cover the spread. Well, Northwestern's down three. There's 50 seconds left, something like that. And their um, five-star transfer quarterback, add him to the list of five stars. That's going to get clobbered in Memorial Stadium. But yeah, he rolls out and is going nowhere. There's about five Stanford defenders that swarm him. He has no no idea what to do with the football. Loses it, fumbles it. 
It goes into the end zone. There's Northwestern offensive linemen get to the ball before anyone else. Obviously, they're offensive linemen. They can't pick up the ball. All they have to do is kick the ball out of the end zone for a safety. They lose, or Stanford gets two points. Stanford would be up by five. Northwestern would be covering the spread. No, they try to recover the ball and run it out of the end zone. They don't get it. Stanford does. They score a touchdown. They go up 10. They cover the spread. Everyone with Northwestern is pulling their hair out. Need new TVs. Broken TVs everywhere. You just hate to see it. One of the worst beats we've seen. Possibly in the a bad while. beat of the year in week one. In it week might one. be the bad beat of the year in week one. And that's not an exaggeration. <laughs> it was terrible. And you know what? You just hate to see it. That's rough. Larson, what you, you got? Go next? No, Larson, oh, what, what you got for us? <clears throat> well, I stole this from uh, from other Matt. Um, actually, I'll get mine real quick. Um, Daniel James of Manchester United um, has now, in four games, scored as many goal, Premier League goals as Alexis Sanchez did in six months. Um, and that's just... you. You, you also hate to see that, but then a big oof of the week was the reveal. This shocked, this shocked the globe. Everyone was uh, clinging to their seats, petrified. Uh, Dave Portnoy does cocaine. <laughs> Who would have thought? F- what? what? <laughs> Top 10 anime deaths and plot twists. I was shooketh. And, um, Wait, Dave Who? Um, Mr. Mr. David Portnoy, he does cocaine. Yeah, and uh, he does a one lot bump. Of it. Everybody knows the rules. <laughs> Not uh, <laughs> more like one one bag. Everybody knows. The rules. <laughs> so uh, a, a video surfaced of him uh, partying with some girls, and one of the girls is uh, quite clearly cutting up lines of cocaine, mm-hmm. um, and. Uh, that's just funny as shit. It's a big oof um, because not only did it get leaked and like those girls have now been like identified or something like that, but then Portnoy, after he saw the outrage and backlash to all that, posted the video again himself of the girl cutting up cocaine, but with their faces blurred. So he doesn't give what fuck. a good guy. Dave Portnoy and Dave Chappelle are just the power duo. The Dave Dave squared. We'll Love call him Dave squared. Yeah. Um, yeah. Big oof. Yeah. The worst crime committed in that video, though, is by far Dave's shirt. Yeah, that was... Ugh. Yeah, no. Nah, the man's nah. got weird taste. He does. So mine's going to be my big yikes, and it's going to be my Big Ten homerism in me. Uh, it's going to go to the Southeastern Conference. Uh, they had a rough first week. Uh, they had losses to Memphis, Georgia State, and North Carolina. And uh, multiple people made the point that if a conference like the Pac-12 or the Big Ten had had losses to Memphis, Georgia State, and North Carolina, uh, people would want them to not have any shot at the playoff. But since it was bad SEC schools, uh, they're going to get a break. So uh, the bottom of the SEC is going to get my big yikes. And I will do this to lead into Moxie. You know what you got, Jay? You got Moxie. I've got two Moxies. Our first Moxie goes to Scott's Bluff Nebraska native and freshman Nebraska linebacker Garrett Nelson. 
got asked about the Nebraska-Colorado rivalry. He's from Scott's Bluff. He's a Western Nebraska kid. He's seen both sides of it. And his quote was, do you need anything more than the rivalry to get your piss hot? Nope. Whoa. Nope. You don't. But, uh, and then my second is Moxie is going to go to St. Louis Cardinals starting pitcher Jack Flaherty. In his last 11 starts, he's got an ERA of 0.9 and a whip of 0.73. The Redbirds are rolling, and I absolutely love it. So, Garrett Nelson and Jack Flaherty, y'all have got some Moxie. Shald, what you got for us? When you talk about Moxie, you got to talk about this guy. Nothing can stop this guy from doing what he loves, and that's coaching football. First, getting caught attempting soliciting prostitution to recruits did not stop him from coaching football, and neither can a staph infection in his spine. Hugh Freeze, former head coach of Ole Miss and current head coach of Liberty, coached a football game, was the head coach, coached it, from a hospital bed, and that guy has moxie. I mean, there is nothing that can keep him away from his headset. He's going to be calling plays. He's going to be yelling at his assistants no matter what. Hugh Freeze has moxie. I think the one, possibly my, most fa- my favorite 10 seconds of TV was them showing – Syracuse's head coach walking to the center of the field and waving at the press box and then them cutting to Hugh Freeze on a hospital bed in the press box, just giving a little <laughs> a little thumbs up. That was possibly so sick. the greatest thing I've ever seen. Uh, if I mean, Liberty didn't score. They got shut out. But Hugh Freeze is just, he's the football guy of the year. Uh, there's no thing that's going to keep him from being, I mean, just the penultimate football guy. You have any other moxies? Um, yeah. One more moxie. He's a football player for Ohio University. Shout out Frank Solich, former head football coach of yours truly, the Nebraska Cornhuskers. But yeah, he's a football player in Ohio. Weighs about 280 pounds. His name is Parker Titsworth, and he wears number 69. Nice. And I've never Fuck met him. Yeah. Never seen him play football. But he has moxie. And he's definitely getting a jersey purchase from me if those are available. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's real. Number 69, Parker Titsworth has moxie. Matt, what you got? Uh, Well, have you ever seen the movie The Critically Acclaimed Red Dawn? And just thought, you know. Wait, the one with uh, Josh Peck or the one before that? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Um,. Was there a one before Josh Peck? Yeah, there's one in the 80s where it's like the Soviets. Well, it it, it doesn't matter if it doesn't have Josh Peck. I'm not watching it. I agree. So have you ever seen that movie and just thought, man, this movie needs to be remade, but in uh, remade again, but in more relevant scenarios? Well, there's a movie coming out in October. Um, Not not a wide release, obviously, after you, you hear what it is. It's called The Reliant. And it's about, uh, it's basically Red Dawn, but with Antifa instead of Koreans. Or Russians, or whatever the fuck. Russians. Communism. Um, Let's yeah. just, yeah. In- instead of communists, it's socialists. <laughs> so, uh, it looks fucking awful. You can look up the trailer for it. Um, 
But I, I, I find it personally really funny how this is obviously somebody smoking weed and being like, dude, what if Antifa like took over the U.S. and just fucking made it like like communist? He's probably and, a Colorado football fan now that we think about it. Probably. That's an excellent point. <laughs> but um, yeah. Uh, it's, it's funny that somebody would come up with this idea, like thinking it was super relevant and deep, like, oh, this is such a smart action movie idea when in reality it sucks. I mean, it looks awful. So yeah, that's, um, but they do have Moxie for coming up with that idea. I agree. Cause that's a great, a great movie. If it's, I don't know, directed by, uh, Steven Josh Spielberg. Beck. Steve, uh, yeah, yeah, Josh Peck. <laughs> Director, <laughs> actor, produced, director, edited, producer, written. Josh Peck. Yeah, literally across the board. But, uh, yep, so that's going to conclude the Nebraska-Colorado episode. Uh, thank you to Shald for his uh, debut. I think it went well. I uh, so. so. next week we will have reactions to being in Boulder and the game itself. Um, hopefully I don't get any piss balloons thrown at me. Or any uh, of the aluminum cups that they're that they're going to be ha- that they're going to be uh, serving drinks in in Folsom Field. They're debuting aluminum cups just in time for Nebraska to become a town. So I'm sure that will end safe. Good. Uh, no one will. No, those won't be thrown at anybody. But yeah, next week we'll have reaction to Nebraska Colorado. But no, once again, thank you guys for tuning in. Thanks again to Shald. Hopefully, uh, yeah. Let us know on Twitter who you think is going to have the better week, pick wise, me or Shaw. I think we're gonna. I think I'll put a poll up, see who people think are gonna is gonna have a better week betting. But then again, yeah. Thanks for tuning in, you guys. Go big red. Should be an exciting weekend out west. Go big fucking red. Wear sunscreen. <laughs> Drink your white claws. I'm not leaving. I'm not leaving. I'm not fucking leaving! The show goes on! This is my home! They're gonna need a fucking wrecking ball to take me out of here! They're gonna need to send in the net!